You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans, for Auburn fans. War Eagle Auburn family, and welcome back to another edition of E2C Extra, where we get together and we talk about anything and everything that's within the Auburn family spectrum, usually always heavy on the sports, but if it's orange and blue, we'll talk about it on this podcast series. On today's episode, I'm happy to welcome in not just a good friend that I've gotten to know over the past few years, and it's hard to miss him on social media and at Auburn football, basketball, equestrian, gymnastic, every game uh, out there. It's Mr. Michael Floyd. Welcome back to the podcast, sir. I tell you, I love the E2C network. It's my virtual home, and it's always an honor to be back here, Kyle. Well, I appreciate that, sir. You're always too kind, and I, I don't know what you want because you're saying too many untrue, nice things, so you must want something. <laughs> but uh, Michael, again, as I always want to do when we have the opportunity, is to thank him and give him a big shout-out for being part of the E2C Network Booster Club. Um, at his particular level, he gets to get invites and make suggestions and things like that for episodes. One of the things that and he would he suggested to us is about the time that Coach Brian Harson. Um, got hired he was like you know you guys have talked a lot about you know the fans perspective of it just the general fans but we haven't really talked about the Auburn student perspective of that and with Michael being an Auburn student what better person to do that and to talk about that than the person that suggested that so that's what we want to talk about here today and we're aware that we're kind of recording this and talking about this almost probably two months now since I don't know maybe it wasn't two months Michael has it been two months already it's I think it's, you know, he was hired in around December 23rd, I believe. So I think it's going on two months, but there weren't any students around at the time also. You're right. It was right at Christmas time because they had to adjust things uh, with um, schedules for him and stuff so he could get there and still have somewhat of a Christmas holiday with his family. Uh, But needless to say, we thought that this would probably be a good time to do that with football uh, news being a little bit slow right now and kind of talking about what the actual student perceptions, not only of the Brian Harson hire, but what were the student perceptions of the Auburn football and coaching situation beforehand at the, as the hire happened. And now currently, cause he's like, we said, he's had two months to uh, set his staff to start recruiting players to cart, start implementing what he wants the Auburn program to look like under his leadership. So I thought that's what we would talk about today. And uh, I guess let's start right at the very beginning. You got to know where you're going. You got to understand where you came from. Michael, you are an unabashed Auburn football fan, but also a Gus Malzahn fan. Do you think we can be fair and objective with this conversation tonight? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, yes, absolutely. I I sure can because, um, you know, even though I've – I've, I've said this on social media, and I'm going to say it here. You know, I, I wish Coach Malzahn the best at his current place of employment, but Coach Harson is our leader, and he will lead us to the future. 
Yeah, I do think that is a healthy way to see that you can celebrate, you can, you know, encourage and you can be excited for Coach Malzahn and what he did and be thankful for what he did here. But it is time to turn the page and to focus on where we're going in the forward because you can't change the past at this point. Uh, But so take me back to December, uh, beginning and middle of December of 2020. Not only are we still in the pandemic there because it's been going on forever, but you know Auburn's football season gets done in their weird SEC schedule that they had, not having the Iron Bowl as their last game, um, which was very odd to have. Coach Malzahn is coming off of his last game. Bef- what is the student perception of Coach Malzahn before the decision was made about his future? What would you say the campus perception was? And that's a great that's a great question, Kyle. And you know, I, I'm only speaking, and I'm speaking as a student, but I, I've been around a lot of students. I've made plenty of friends on this campus and in this university who have sided both ways on the opinions of Coach Malzahn, um, and some more than the other. But I, I will say this: um, students realize what Gus Mal, what Coach Gus Malzahn did for Auburn. Um, some of the most memorable Iron Bowls happened under his era here at Auburn from the kick six, from the doink to uh, the whipping <laughs> in 2017, some of the, um, the miracle in Jordan Hare against uh, Ger- uh, Georgia. Um, so, you know, I, our perception of him, uh, of what he's done and the memorable games he has um, coached in here at Auburn would not would never be. Uh, forgotten and they wouldn't um, continue on. Um, but I think some students, um, on the other hand, believe that it was time for a change. Um, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna sugarcoat anything on here. Um, and some people just didn't like the way he coached. Uh, some believe that he was uh, his offense, his offensive schemes were getting more predictable. Um, you know. I, I love the sport of football. I'm not as in-depth as in each and every detail when it comes to the coaching side of things, but um, people who played high, high school football but, you know, didn't play football here at Auburn, um, you know, they say that, you know, we were predictable on offense. You know, we didn't run this certain play a lot. We ran this certain play a lot, but it didn't do anything. And, you know, and the big one I've – always heard was he doesn't know how he didn't know how to develop a QB um so it, it was students on both sides saying you know um you know I, I like Gus Malzahn he's doing great I think we should give him another just give him another year if he doesn't do nothing the next year um then probably get rid of him there's some like no we got to get rid of him now um some say he should have left at, he should have been fired after the loss to South Carolina this past year and it just goes back and forth um, between the two sides. So I think that is a very general over overview of what the students thought of Coach Malzahn. And, I, and I'm not surprised with that assessment that you have. And in fact, I want to push a little deeper into that because, you know, when we talk about the Auburn fan or family perspective of Coach Malzahn during that time, you know, you depends on who you talk to. But what the description that you had is very familiar across the board. But if you really had to put your finger on it, Michael, and say, do you think more students or less students or, or what percentage, I guess, would you say were more favorable to Malzahn and keeping him further versus firing him at the time? I'm not I'm not pretty sure on the exact number uh, of students Auburn University has enrolled at the time. But for um, for this for this purpose, I, I will say 
for this for this purpose, I would say that more students probably thought that we probably should have gave him another year. He was a good coach. You know, we had little bumps, uh, a little up and downs, bumps in the road. And I would think a, a minority, but when I say a minority, I mean like a, a big minority, but not the overwhelming majority uh, thought that it was just time to get rid of him. You know, some say it should have been two years ago. And some say it should have been after South Carolina lost. And even some say that he should have been gone way before then. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, so I, I would say, I would say, honestly, I think it was, it, it was 50-50. I think 50% of the, of, the, of the students thought that, you know, we should have gave them another year. I mean, and some were thinking financially, you know, we're college students. We, we understand the finances of this university <laughs> to a certain extent. And, you know, you some people thought that, well, you really can't get rid of them in a pandemic year when we're already uh, struggling as it is. And some said, forget that. We need to get rid of them. You know, yeah. what you're describing there, again, as I've already said, mirrors what was going on at the Auburn family at large. Because my perception, taking a broader view of, of that type of topic and not just over an Auburn student perspective, is that most people, and when I say most, it's not a huge majority, still wanted to give Coach Malzahn more time. But there was a, and what you, and I think the way you described it was a larger minority. And when you describe larger, maybe a more vocal minority uh, that was the ones pushing this, not or say pushing this near is probably a little bit too harsh, but really in the camp solidify that it was time to move on. And I think that's probably, you know, the same mirror image that you'd find within the student body. There was probably, especially considering the times that you all were all dealing with, but, you know, y'all are dealing with different perspectives on the the whole pandemic situation of having to do virtual and stuff like that you're half of y'all can't even go to games anymore <laughs> so uh which I, i'm glad by the way just a quick aside that the uh university decided to allow y'all uh, into the games because i think if anybody deserved it to be there this season it should have been the students and so i'm really glad uh to do that I, it hurts my heart that i wasn't able to really afford a ticket <laughs> to get in there to the limited spacing and things like that but i'm glad that they did that for y'all but i'm not surprised by that um so it, if you had to kind of say yeah uh, yes or no do you think the auburn students were shocked that we in the majority do you think they were shocked that we fired coach Melzon? i would say yes because um if, if you look at the timeline of things um he coached his last game against Mississippi State. Um, you know, we did struggle in that game. Uh, we came out with a win, and then you have uh, him uh, celebrating with his players, uh, dancing. Um, the locker room energy was just phenomenal. You know, he's viral on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram dancing, and also he's viral on Snapchat. You know, Gus Malzahn in the locker room dancing with his players, having fun. Um and then the next day, not probably not even 24 hours later, um, phones are going off. You get the ESPN notification. You get the breaking news on Twitter. All the Auburn Beat reporters are on it and reporting Auburn has fired Gus Malzahn. Um, I remember just got out of church that Sunday, and I was sitting on the couch, and we were watching TV, and my phone lit up like a Christmas tree, and I said, oh, my goodness, they did it. Um, I, I knew, um, as you stated earlier, I'm a huge supporter of Coach Malzahn, and I'm, I'm going to be honest right here. You know, we're going to uh, put everything, and we're not going to sugarcoat anything that I stated before. Um, 
I believe we should have gave him another year with I thought next year would have been a great year. You know, Auburn just has great success when they have Alabama and Georgia at home. And those years are typically a good Auburn years. And I thought uh, next year would have or this year would have been an outstanding year for Auburn. And if, I believe if he would have fell short of the expectations, then you kind of uh, get in the, in the talks of whether you should depart or keep him. But I, I will say most people were shocked that Auburn had the – well, I'm not going to say what they actually said, but I'm going to put it the, the nice way. <laughs> Auburn had the guts to part ways with Gus Malzahn. And see, as part of the Auburn student perspective, you've got to remember that the Auburn, Auburn student athletes fall into that category. And, right. you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, but from what I saw on social media – and the few players that were maybe quoted in media, you know, outlets and things like that, uh, it was not a favorable decision by the players. Which, you know, it's not a shock knowing how, in by most people's stand, reasonable people's standards, that he's a likable guy. Uh, but he's not the the type of rah rah coach, the the one that that feels like your typical players coach. But I think that shows how much he was endeared. Uh, towards his players and how much they valued being part of uh, his program. Um, So I think that's an important part of the student perspective, just because they're student athletes doesn't mean they're not students. They're students first. And you have to remember that. I think that this was not a decision they were ready for that they were happy about, and maybe they were just as shocked by. Um, So that's kind of the sad nature of the beast when those things happen. But like we said, you know, this is something that we do need to move forward from. I just wanted to kind of establish where we were as uh, Auburn students moving into the decision to fire coach Malzahn and to move on to Brian Harson to set the table for Michael here and share his opinions as a student and what he was seeing around campus and hearing around campus. There was a long tumultuous coaching search. Uh, everybody seemed to have the beat on who was going to be the next head coach. I felt like I was told by my sources three different times. It's this guy, unless something crazy happens. Well, let me tell you <laughs> something crazy happened several times. And lo and behold, shockingly, just a few days before Christmas, all of a sudden this guy from Boise State shows up as the lead candidate, and my source was telling me it's done. There's no crazy stuff that can happen at this point. So I was just waiting for the official confirmation. So Brian Harson becomes the first, or the, well, not the first, I was about to say the first from Boise State maybe, <laughs> uh, but the new head football coach uh, of the Auburn Tigers. So, Michael, let me get your personal view on him and we'll talk about what he's done since then but just the whole hiring process the the initial hire of brian harson what's your impressions of that as a student um you know you on my personal uh, yeah, perspective or I want to hear your personal first all right we'll do personal first um in order to start there i'm going to back up and go to um I'm gonna, we're going to mention, like you said, Tom Turner, we're going to mention him one last time but uh you're right the players were kind of a little upset said from what I saw on via social media um, that I don't think they were ready. They were, you know, they went from uh, celebrating in the locker room to saying goodbye. And, you know, that that's hard on anybody. Um, and then and I will say in those same players were um, vocal when he accepted his new coaching position, wishing him well and wishing him good wishes to him and his wife, Miss Christie. Um, now, when Auburn hired Brian, uh, Coach Brian Harson, I will say this: um, people that uh, people that were ready for Gus Malzahn to be uh, fired, they 
kind of open their eyes due to all of the, I'm going to call them what they are because none of this has been proven. Um, rumors out there about, um, you know, some coaches going behind uh, Malzahn's back and lobbying the boosters. And, you know, if, if you have any type of social media, I'm pretty sure you were uh, in the loop of those uh, conspiracy theories out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, and some people kind of were favorable, like, well, if Gus really went through all of this, I really feel sorry that he had to go through all of this and try to coach a football team. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, you know, uh, rumors were floating all over social media that um, that th- a certain person was going to get the job, but he was leveraging for money, and, and this coach was going to get the job, but he turned us down, and then this coach did this and that coach, and it was like a circus. And I was like, oh, my goodness, like, what is going on? Every every beat writer has an inside scoop. You know, I'm like, well, you know, well, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like well, whatever happens, it's just going to happen. And then Auburn comes out and they decide that um, they're going to uh, hire Coach Brian Harson as the next head coach to lead Auburn football. Um, I'm going to be honest. When I say, I'm like, who is Brian Harson? So... <laughs> First thing I do is I get on Google and I type in I type in B R Y and Brian Harson pops up out of the clear blue. So I'm pretty sure he was trending in the state of Alabama in Google search um, because some people really didn't know who he was. You know, we knew about the Boise State program and we knew Boise State was a good Group of Five program, but we really didn't know much about their head coach. And for him to make the jump to Auburn, that was a huge jump. Um, but then once you get to know, got read about him and got to know him. Um, and in his press conference, you're like, whoa, this guy, you know, this guy, he gets it, you know. Uh, he, he's probably, it's not going to pick up all on it on, one, on day one, becoming a part of this big thing that we call the Auburn family. But as time went along, you kind of saw that he was getting in the groove of things. And I think Auburn, well, let me correct that. I think uh, athletic director Alan Green got it right. I think he made a, a great hire. Um, I think that, you know, A.D. Green just knocked it out the park here. And I'm, I'm very eager to see uh, what Auburn has in store under the Harson era. So that's your personal perspectives on the hire. And I, and I think you and I probably share some very similar ones here. Uh, I was also, and I'm not a student, just but kind of to counter the general fan perspective, uh, I was also shocked that that was the name that was coming down the pike. Um, I, I will admit here openly, little underwhelmed in terms of what I was expecting because in my the way I view it, when you hi, when you fire a coach with the type of pay and the type of expectations that Coach Malzahn had and was fired for not meeting, you should be going for someone that is already at that level. Uh, and in my view, Coach Harson wasn't that. That's not a knock on what he could be and what I think he will be. Right. Uh, but it is just it was a little underwhelming for me. However, what you cannot deny is how impressive the man is. And one thing that I, I would say to your comment about Alan Green and his decision, one of the things that and I've said this to you on previous episodes that I respect about Alan Green is that he came in as this guy from Buffalo, had no clue about Auburn, the Auburn family, what it's like to be a part of that. And he just he kind of he didn't just sit back, but he engaged and learned what it meant to be and didn't come in making a bunch of changes. But you could tell he was a guy that's going to want to instill his way of doing things, his line of thinking and things at some point. But he took the time to get to know what it meant to be an Auburn Tiger. 
you got that feeling from Brian Harson too, I think is what is the way I took it. And I hope that's what um, Alan has instilled in Brian and said, Hey man, I know you got your certain way of doing things. I want you, you're my guy. Let's be honest. You're my first major, major hire here. So this is a big one for my legacy here. So I'll tell you what I've had success with. And I'm just speaking for Alan. This may not have happened. This is what I hope happened. Take some time to learn these people, assimilate into them, become an Auburn family member. And then when the time is necessary, start making your sweeping changes. And, you know, I think for the most part, that's probably happened. Probably made a few changes here and there that maybe weren't as favorable or some people that he people they wished he'd kept. We can talk about that in a little bit. But uh, I think it was a not underwhelming is not the nice way of putting it, but I do think it was a little too surprising of a of a hire that that some fans wanted. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, E2Cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. What do you think the general student body perception of it was? Was it similar to yours or was there any difference? Well, I... I will say this, and you know, I, in all honesty, I, I don't think most of our student body even knew where Boise State was located. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. If you weren't probably in a geography class or a history class of some sort, you probably didn't know where Boise State uh, was located. You probably didn't know what 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 their mascot was, and you probably didn't know they're the home of the Blue Turf. You probably just didn't know that. Um, but I, I think you know that we were probably as as a student body were kind of lost. Uh, but once you did some research, and I'm pretty sure you did some research, and you found out who he was, and then when he he gave his did this did his press conference, excuse me, on Christmas Eve, um, that was a great present to have the new football coach introduced on Christmas Eve. That was just that was just the the gift in my stocking that I needed, <laughs> um, and I think sure what all of us needed. Um, but, you know, I, I think the students were kind of lost at first. But once we got to know who he was, what was he about um, and what he's bringing to Auburn, um, I think we're, they we're hopeful. All our students are hopeful. Uh, like I said, they think he's the coach to uh, to lead us to the glory days. And in better terms, he's the coach to dethrone Nick Saban and send him in retirement. Well, somebody needs to at this point because <laughs> it's, it's getting too much over here. Um, yeah, so – you know, when I think about 
my perceptions on the outside of what the way the Auburn students react. And I think back to my time as a student, and I was there during the transition from Coach uh, Tommy Tuberville to Coach Gene Chizik. And I remember the fervent anger towards anybody who was part of the decision uh, to fire Coach Tommy Tuberville um, amongst the student body. There were pr- there were protests. On, and I was part of them <laughs> at the athletic department, <laughs> uh, out, standing outside. And we, I remember seeing Tommy Tuberville pull off in his car and him waving to all of us, thanking us for you know showing support to him. Uh, and that was a very sad day. We we went to the athletic department. We marched uh, to the president's mansion, and you know di- you know we obviously didn't nothing ever. This was like just a bunch of students standing around expressing their dis- displeasure. Really, nothing ever got out of hand or anything like that. Right. Uh, but. You know, it's it's interesting for me to find a time where the loyalty behind Tommy Tuberville was so strong among the student body, and not every student shared that, but it was it was by and large, it was nobody wanted that to happen and was very angry about it. But here, it, it depends on who you talk to. If you talk to the general fan base, it was pretty. It's kind of split down the middle. There's probably a more vocal for firing Coach Malzahn, as we've already talked about, but. In the student body, I got the impression it was just kind of like, well, we can make cases either way. Let's just see what happens. And we're kind of accepting of the new hire. We're probably shocked by it, like you said. Still confused that Boise State was in the picture here. But <laughs> but was, you know, ready, let's just see what happens. And with, you know, with the notion of the pandemic still being very prevalent for you guys and rocking y'all's world of students, I can imagine where you're kind of like, all right, let's just, this is something new this year. Let's just get going. Um, not shocked with those perceptions whatsoever uh, about the students and the way they accepted Brian Harson. So overall you agree pretty good hire for Alan Green. Yes. I I think it was an outstanding um, hire for Alan Green. You know, um, there were, there were rumors out that about that uh, the boosters or the big boosters were, uh, wanting to control everything. We're not, I'm not going to give legitimacy to these rumors because until proven, that's all they are, rumors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this turned out well for Alan Green. And I, I think our student body loves our athletic director. He's a, um, <laughs> put it in a good way, he's a very young, energetic uh, person who's, who's involved in the student body. Um, and I think more more people are calling this the Bruce Pearl effect because nobody does it like Bruce Pearl, who is always energetic and really loves to get involved in our student body. And I, I think um, Alan Green is taking the Bruce Pearl effect, effect on our students and, you know, that we really uh, thank him for the work he's, he, he's doing for the Department of Athletics. And, you know, the pressure is on, Alan. Like I said, this is your uh, first big hire, and whether you like it or not, this is what's uh, unfortunately may define your athletic directorship, uh, not in terms of what the other great things that you're doing, but you know, this, the football is King in the South and who right. you choose to be the head football coach makes a big impact one way or the other. And I don't say that cause I, you know, I have faith that he made the right decision and is, and this is going to all work out great. Uh, but it, it's, I can imagine the stress and the uh, intensity of this search so only time will tell. But speaking of time, let's talk about the time in between the hire and now to where we're recording this at the very end of February. Uh, he has gone through his search for his assistant coaches. He's hired all those on support staff. He's had to salvage, and I think favorably so, a recruiting class that was in shambles with the 
rough year that the Tigers had, but also the firing of Coach Melzon and the fallout from that transfers as well. He's, he's it, the program finally, I think, feels stable, and that's kind of where we're at as of recording this. About like we said, about two months and some change from the actual hire. So, what's the perception now amongst the student body of the football program? He, the perception right now is probably uh, what I just addressed. Um, taking the Bruce Pearl effect. Um, I think every home, every home men's basketball game we've had so far, um, he's been in attendance with our athletic director, Alan Green. Uh, This past Saturday, uh, once Auburn got that sixth straight uh, win over the balls of Tennessee and remained undefeated in outlive games, uh, Coach Harson was there in his outlive shirt. Coach Harson was on the concourse not by about two to three weeks ago, um, giving out free chicken sandwiches and meeting students and greeting students and taking pictures with students. Um, things like that get get you into the student uh, accepted into the student body, and he's doing a great job. The students are embracing him with open arms. Uh, I will say, uh, I think. Close when the semester started back in January, um, midweek of that first week of January, when the students were back on campus, there was a video release where he was addressing the student body and said, hello, Auburn students. I'm Coach Harson, the new head football coach, and I want to see you in the fall in Jordan-Hare Stadium. And, you know, we're going to prove to the country that, you know, this is one of the toughest places, not the toughest place to play in all of college football. Um, I think that and uh, meeting our students and attending sporting events. He was spotted at the baseball game uh, during opening weekend. Doing things like that just gets you embrace the student body and say, yes, you're now one of us. You're part of this big thing, this big dysfunctional, crazy, embracing, <laughs> loving thing that we call uh, the Auburn family, and he's getting that. Um, and I, I think – and then also far as the football work, you know, he's done – great hiring coaches. He's hired um, the two big positions that I would uh, bring the uh, focus to will be the offensive coordinator position uh, of hiring coach Mike Bobo, um, who, who will be, uh, who will be leading our offense and Derek Mason as our defensive coordinator. Uh, Derek Mason in himself is just a very energetic coach. Uh, and he, you know, he retained Cadillac. I think mo, I think more students wanted Coach Harden to retain T. Will mm-hmm. um, because you know T. Will is just that very fiery, energetic coach. Um, I, I mean, honestly, I think the students just love the way T. Will would just freestyle. You know, he, I mean, I pro- he's probably the best freestyle coach in the country right now. I mean, I'll put, I would put Coach T. Will up against any rapper in the country, and Coach T. Will would win. Um, but some people realize that Coach T. Will probably had to go venture off somewhere, get his uh, experience, and now he's going to be the defensive coordinator uh, with Malzahn at UCL. And maybe that'll open up a gateway for him to be back here at Auburn one year, uh, being our defensive coordinator. And once Harson retires here at Auburn, uh, Coach T. Will could become the next Auburn head football coach. 
But the students, we've embraced Coach Harson, and I, I think we're all expecting great things. We see um, the videos that he's put out uh, of the Tigers getting ready for spring practices and A-Day, which will be um, in April, which will be April 17th. And I think we're looking forward to that. Um, and we're just excited. We're glad to have him aboard, him and his family. Um, I mean, if you've seen some of the videos that have been released by Auburn football's, um, I guess you call it social media team. I don't know the correct term right there. But he's working out with the players. And, man, when I saw Coach Harson working out with the football players, I was like, yes, I love it. I love to see it. I'm ready to work out myself. I haven't worked out in years. But seeing Coach Harson work out, it makes me want to work out, which I haven't worked out still. But, you know, seeing Coach Harson work out, I, you know, it just gets you fired up. Um, I think Coach Harson made a – outstanding mark on the student body so far michael i need to video you next to coach arson on opposite bench presses just throwing up some reps together (laughs) please i need that in my life (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, i'd pay good money to see that uh but I will say this, everything that you said, and I'm glad to hear that. And you mentioned it earlier, the Bruce Pearl effect. Bruce kind of has made a, a staple of what it takes to be successful, being indoctrinated into the Auburn family and how you engage the students, how you engage the fans and the family at large. Uh, and it seems like Harson is doing that. Uh, he seems like a guy who's got his vision about how he wants things done, but is willing to you know, adapt and is willing to uh, change to fit the place that he is becoming assimilated into. Uh, and I think that's an encouraging side to see. Well, who's your uh, favorite hire of his so far as an assistant coach or, or retention? If if you give Cadillac, is it? Because personally, it's going to be Cadillac because I'm a huge Cadillac fan. I love Cadillac. I do. I do. I do love uh, Cadillac, you know, go crazy Cadillac. Um but my favorite hire would be Derek Mason. Um, and people are like, well, why would you pick that? And I think most people had to understand this when he was hired here. Even though his head coaching track record wasn't impressive at Vanderbilt, what he's able to do on the defensive side is on the ball, as, as in to just focus on the defense, uh, is just amazing. And the man is energetic. And I think we need just one coach. Uh, we just need a coach who's energetic. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, uh, I've reposted some of his videos at Vanderbilt where he's, where he's given this great motivational speech before practice to his players. And I'm like, my goodness, we just, coach Harson really just hired this man and I'm just really excited. So I think my favorite hire from this, from, of coach Harson will be the hire of coach Derek Mason. Yeah, I think that's one of the more favorable ones. Uh, obviously, retaining Cadillac was a huge thing for him in terms of perception across the the family. Um, because anytime you can keep those Auburn players that are endearing to him, obviously, I think that could have gone even further if he had kept T-Will. But there may be bigger things in the plans for T-Will down the road. We'll see how that plays out. Right. Uh, bringing back Zach Etheridge, you know, an Auburn guy that is very endeared towards the fan base. Uh, that's a big move right there. And to pull in a former SEC head coach as your defensive coordinator, I mean, come on. I, well, look, it's Vander, but we're not going to mince words here. We understand. But it's to do what you did at Vanderbilt, that's a tall task to order for anybody. I mean, the only person who's proven to be successful in my history that I know of uh, was James Franklin, who's now at Penn State. And 
let's be honest, it still wasn't all that great at Vanderbilt. So the fact that you were able to survive as long as you were there with what they had to work with, I think that's commendable. I don't even so much look, I look past his time at Vanderbilt and look at what he did as a defensive coordinator at Stanford. And that's what has me excited uh, for the future with him. You know, there's other reasons to like, Bobo uh, Cornelius Williams, I think is one of my favorite hires that he's done as his wide receivers coach and what he's going to mean for recruiting in the state of Alabama. So I think the more you analyze coach Harson, while it may have been somewhat of a surprising, maybe in some camps, underwhelming hire at the time, I think it may have been the right hire. Now only time right. will tell. And of course, you know, Alan Green's banking on that, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But I think that what we're seeing is a lot of positivity, a, a lot of optimism going forward. So if you kind of had to round out your thoughts about everything with the the Harson saga before, as he's getting hired after where we stand right now, what would you kind of wrap up and say to your Auburn family? It's not – Rome wasn't built in a day. Uh, that, that, that's just something that I would tattoo on anybody right now who's going to say, you know, Auburn's football has to do this this first year. Uh, Rome was not built in a day. And, you know, we had a difficult year last year um, for many reasons. I mean, one big reason would be we're in a pandemic. Um, the normal summer and spring that you would usually have, you did not have it. Because of this, uh, because of this deadly virus to some, and just crazy virus that is called COVID nineteen. Um, COVID nineteen has forced us to reevaluate a lot of things that we have done, and it, to make this seem as the new normal. Um, we don't know what the new normal is, and we just, as some people just hope we can go back to the old normal. You know, I want to see Jordan Hare Stadium with all eighty-seven thousand plus of my closest family members packed inside Jordan Hare. I, I want to see all nine thousand plus packed in Auburn Arena, and I want to see full capacity in at Plainsman Park. But we have to get through this pandemic. But back to the football thing, we have to give Coach Harson time. Uh, he's not going to have a great – he's not – He well, let me, let me rephrase that so this doesn't come across the wrong way. He's not going to have a Gus Malzahn first year, and we can't and we can't be expecting that. As in, well, if Malzahn went uh, to the championship his first year, Harson can do the same. That's not all true. I mean, Nick Saban, which is probably, arguably, I hate to mention this on this network, mm. uh, what well, some will consider one of the best coaches of, of this of the modern times. Um, his first year at Alabama was an all jury, uh, golden beautiful and shiny either you know he had some he lost the ulm i mean i mean come that's on. A, i mean that's one thing we can definitely say we've never lost to lamo <laughs> so and you're right you're right about that um so you know we have to give coach harson time and we have to bear with him um after creed says i believe in auburn and i love it and if you are true to this university, true, true to this institution, uh, a true fan, as I said earlier, you, didn't have, you don't have to have a degree from this institution to be a true fan. Uh, if you just are a true fan, you will give Coach Arson time to do his thing and to build this program to be the new dynasty in this state. Um, I, I, this, there was this AL.com article, and I, I believe it's probably – Oh my goodness. It was a very difficult article for me to read, but I, I think we cannot count Coach Harson out just yet. Um, 
I'm, we're excited to have him on the plane. We're excited to have his family. I'm probably not saying anything new that it, all this has probably been said already on some other network or before, when the hire was first made. Um, but to my Auburn fan, I just say, like I said, wrong with the building today. We have to um, – this might be some growing pains. Just like Auburn men's basketball this year is like a growing pain year. His first year might be a growing pain year, but we have to stick – together and we just have to get through it and the future is very bright for Auburn football no and I appreciate you being here today to share your your personal perspectives but you know as an Auburn student and the student body is large and, and while we understand that you know Michael's perspectives aren't the case across the board for everybody I think it's a fair assessment and he has a good grasp of the way it was being felt um, as the student body with the their first hire in some time in almost a decade at the uh, right. head football coach position. So I appreciate you sharing all that today. And I, I, as we close our show here, I do want to share this a little bit of, it's not breaking news, but it's it's just something that Coach Harson has actually just posted on Twitter as we've been doing this. And I'm going to read it to you and tell you what it is. He posted a picture, and it's a picture of an Auburn player in a uh, 22 uniform for the 22 uh, season coming up or I guess that's where he's heading to uh, Auburn made some recruiting posters, probably what it's for. And it's got a guy handing down the tunnel and the tunnel says family, history, tradition, war Eagle. And the quote he wrote is our legacy is how we spend our time and who we spend it with. Amen. If that's not a man that understands, or at least is trying his hardest to understand what it be means to be part of the Auburn family. I don't know that you'll find one out there. So I appreciate uh, Coach Harson. I appreciate appreciate Coach Allen, co- well, Coach in some sense, but <laughs> AD right. Allen Green for uh, having the wisdom and the patience to find the guy that he felt was the best fit for Auburn in its current position, and we'll see how it all pans out. So, Michael, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you sharing your perspectives. Oh, yes. You know, I, I, um, I'm always glad to join the E2C Network, my virtual home, the best podcast in the land, and I mean that. I really do. Um, but I, you know, I'm going to reference back to this because when I say this, I'm saying this as, as you will read a book in person, when you read some words, you just close the book. I'm going to say this when, um, the, when coach Harson's predecessor was hired at the university of central Florida, he was interviewed on the Paul Feinbaum show and pa- Paul Feinbaum brought up, brought up Auburn and coach Malzahn said this, he said, you know, his family went here, his daughters graduated from here. He's going to be pulling hard for us. Um, and you know, he will always be a part of the Auburn family. Um, the Auburn family is thankful for Coach. Well, I would say I'm thankful. I'm going personal here. I'm thankful for Coach Malzahn for what he has done here at Auburn. But now I have closed in that chapter, and now we're ready to see what Coach Harson is uh, going to do. And I want to thank Coach Harson for when he first got here, he was posting uh, – graphics of the of, of lines from the Auburn Creed and it shows you that he's trying and you know he he you know he's trying and he's and he's he's doing a great job. I mean he's doing a great job here at Auburn so far and we're looking forward to seeing him uh be on the field and uh, leading our Tigers to battle. Um it's gonna be a great 2021 season. Hopefully like I said earlier we'll have a packed house in Jordan Hare and also, we, we are looking forward to him being at Auburn for a long time. Um, I've, I've seen a lot of people compare him to the next Coach Pat Dye. Um, even though <laughs> comparison by the Coach Dye is a tall task. 
But if people see it like that, I sure hope Coach Harson brings us to the glory days, brings us some titles and for the SEC and national championships. And I hope he, you know, he's our well, I'm not going to say our Nick Saban. That'll be a terrible comparison. Right. That's twice so now that you've mentioned that name. I'm going to have to cut you off. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, you know, we just hope. Well, here you go. We hope he is our coach of the future, and he'll make Auburn our home, just like we have made Auburn uh, our home. So, uh, looking forward to it. Um, as Coach Harson said, I'm going to say, and I quote, "War damn eagle." Just like Coach Harson likes it. Um, looking forward to it. And looking forward to A-Day. A-Day's going to tell a lot about this team. And I think we're all looking forward. And big thing, we just have to rally behind our new commander-in-chief. And that is Commander Brian Harson. Well, thank you for wrapping that up so beautifully. I think that's a great way to end the show. We want to hear from you, the listeners, your perspectives on the Brian Harson hire. Uh, the before the current as he was being hired and then now the after on what way it's kind of uh, shaped out since then since he actually officially became the new head coach especially if you're a student would love to hear some perspectives from Auburn students and whether you agree disagree or just kind of fall right in the middle on the Brian Harson hire so we hope to hear from you guys very soon and until then War Eagle before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?